Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. So when you held that baby, do you remember the feeling this is a dream come true? This beautiful, beautiful baby. Has there ever been a baby that wasn't a dream come true? Now just close your eyes for a minute and just picture arms around you. And picture just the cosmos saying to you, you are a dream come true. On the day that you were born, the angels got together to celebrate this dream come true. And the important thing to know is that there's no expiration on that. You remain a dream come true. All the days of your life and beyond. So at this time of year, we're, we're really playing this dance of darkness and light. There's so much more darkness, and yet there's all these twinkling lights. There's so much joy and happiness, and yet there's this grief. And we miss the ones that are not here. But where did they go? You had a great analogy today that came to you. Right. Um, you know, I was moved to tears because Spirit sent us that song, Close to You, that was sent by, by all that is and all that loves us. And the analogy that um, it came was that many people like to watch their baby through a baby monitor. You're at work or in another room and you get the visual baby monitor and, and the, the ones who, who have crossed over they, they're with us and they can tap in at any moment. And they can just, they can sense the energy. Like a, like, I want you to picture an octopus going in and it can read you, all of your cells and what you're feeling and what you're really feeling. And, and what you're going through. And, and it's just, it's amazing. Everything is energy. And so we believe that we've lost them and we have, but we never did. They're right here right on the other side of the veil. It, it takes recognizing that there is more than the third dimension. There are all these other dimensions and the loved ones that have moved on are not in the third dimension anymore. But that doesn't mean that they are not here. I, I want to read this. This is such a beautiful piece of writing from an author that I like. Um, his name is Kelly Flanagan. He said that on a Friday afternoon in June, we were celebrating the 90th birthday of my wife's grandfather. He remains a healthy and vibrant man, a gift to all who have known him. As he eases into his 10th decade, he quietly laments that this may be his last year of gardening. His party was a true celebration of life. It sounds like Matthew's grandmother who was thinking about dating when she turned 100. <clears throat> Yet the celebration was missing something, music. 
So I was sent home to pick up my portable speaker, a 30-minute round trip to ponder this man who cared for his granddaughter, the woman I loved so much, at a time in her childhood when no other man was around to do so. I'm a words guy, and I like to memorialize such moments with a toast. 30 minutes to ponder what I wanted to say about my kid's great-grandfather, and I blanked. I couldn't think of anything I wanted to say about him. It was disconcerting. For a moment, I even began to question the sincerity of my affection for him. But then I got still, and I simply listened. Then, eventually, this voice of grace. You don't want to toast him. You want to hug him. When his days are done, you will, in a way, still be able to speak to him. But once his days are done, you will no longer be able to hold him. His soul is as young as it ever was and as young as it will ever be. But the heartbeat of a body is nearly over. This blink of an eye substance will vanish. This fleeting, fickle physicality will be finished. Soon, you won't be able to feel the weight of him in your arms. You won't be able to hear him call you Flanagan and feel him pull you in close for one more joke from his bottomless supply. Soon, he will fill the world with his spirit, but his reading chair will be empty. I just wanted to hug him. It made me think about my wife and my children and my family and my friends. Someday they too will be gone from me or I will be gone from them. Either way, I will miss them. And more than anything, I will miss their materiality. I will miss the flesh and blood stuff, the stuff you can only sense with a body, the stuff of light and sound and odor and mass. I will miss the sensation of my wife's toes finding mine under the covers in the darkness. I will miss the feel of my daughter's fingers as they find mine in a busy parking lot. I will miss the cool metallic smell of my son's hair as the sun dives early beneath the horizon on a crisp, clear autumn afternoon. I will miss the steely strength in my other son's eyes when he knows he's right and I'm wrong. <laughs> it's not just spirit. It has a color, a shape, a shimmer, and I will miss all of it. I will miss the beautiful stuff you can touch, taste, smell, hear, and feel. And I will miss the ugly stuff, too. I will miss boogers wiped in out-of-the-way places. <laughs> I will miss cuts that bleed and scrapes that make showers miserable for a day or two. I will miss the messes my kids make and hopefully the messes my grandkids will make. Someday my body will be gone from theirs and I will miss it all. For too long I've thought of the body as a cage, an imperfect deteriorating container in which our souls restlessly pace, longing to finally be set free. I confess, I've failed to see atoms and cells and tissues and organs and bodies for the gift that they are. I thought the body was the hiding place of the divine.
now I wonder if it is the completion of the divine, the culmination. Souls can feel joy, but only bodies can laugh. Souls can feel sorrow, but only bodies can weep. Souls can feel love, but only bodies can make it. Only bodies can hug. Only bodies can hold each other. Only bodies can snuggle during bedtime books. Only bodies can tickle each other. Only bodies can play in the pool in a strange aroma of chlorine, sweat, and sunblock. Only bodies can splash in puddles together. Only bodies can agree upon the best pizza place in town. Only bodies can feel the air cool, listen to Sinatra on the portable speaker, watch great-grandkids hide and seek each other in the gloaming. Only bodies. That's what I will miss. The flesh and blood gift. That's what I will miss about my wife's grandfather when he was gone. That's what I will miss about all of us. So as we celebrate life and death, we have to celebrate life. We have to actually intentionally be here appreciating these bodies these messes, these joys, all of it. We don't want to go through the season on autopilot, scurrying from one shopping aisle to the next and not notice this, the aromas A joke came through from the first page that said, they won't all miss the odor. <laughs> you know, and I asked, I asked, what is the one thing that collectively our loved ones who have crossed over want us to know and want to send us? And the collective answer that came through was, use the time. Yeah. Time is an illusion, and Einstein talked about that, but really, use, use, use the body. Mm -hmm. Use the brain and play. Everything we create is a masterpiece that can never be created, you know, in any other specific way. We are all one, and yet we branch out, you know, like stars that come down here to experience. And so what I heard was so often we are using our time to procrastinate or to hide away from how we don't want to feel and numb ourselves through television and through video games and through shopping and these other things that are called addictions or dependencies. And so the ones who love us, they said, really get out there. And you know, when, you, when you're um, looking back on your life and, you, and, and, and can't wait to come down here and do it again, that's one thing that they want to send is, boy, use your time, really, really use your energy and your love and your creativity, and really, really be here, and really live, and celebrate, celebrate being in a human body. 
Yeah, so many people I've heard over the years saying they talk about ascension and they just want to ascend. And that's always been a pet peeve of mine because it's like, but wait a minute, that, there's eternity for that. Be here. Be here and enjoy it. I was thinking as you were talking even of um, my sister who died a year and a half ago when the last time that I saw her, I have this look that's on her face that because I was leaving and she was like you're leaving and she couldn't understand it because she had this neurological thing that was happening and her her brain was disintegrating but that's been kind of a trauma for me <laughs> so but what I realized is that it's also so beautiful just that memory of her, her confusion and the love that she had for me. And I think that we, we want to cherry pick. We want to only remember the things that were so happy. But what about all those things that were miserable? Like my grandson got his hand caught in the dog's mouth yesterday and the, the teeth were in his fingers and I was so scared and he was scared and he was screaming and the dog is stubborn he's gonna hang on till the, the end of time <laughs> and it was it was this horrible moment but but it was aliveness these things happen and make us human yeah make us human we came here for the whole enchilada not just for the fun stuff you know, and, and the fact that we can grieve for the people that we love when we don't have their physicality anymore shows us that they meant something to us. Imagine if they left and we were like, <laughs> And that would be so awful. It's, and it's the full spectrum of the human condition you know, imagine if there were only two colors in a rainbow. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 the it's the pain and the suffering and the, and and the capacity to love, because the farther we can swing to this end, the farther we can swing to the other end, and the more we can feel that, yeah. the more we can feel all. And that's what we came for, for every color, for every emotion. I asked. You know, let me tell them what's the best way to connect. And I got laughter and memories. Mm. Music. Music is like, uh, I was sent, um, like when you charge the car. How many of you had a battery die and you have, you've had to be jumped? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what music does for them. Those who we love who are right on the other side. You know, it, it jump starts them. And the prayer, of course, the prayer especially when you visualize not just saying i love you thank you for all you gave me not just feeling it but when you see the ones who you love in their full light whether they're just swirling light beings now in white robes when you see them lifted in the fullness of who they are and it lights up the planet that's the kind of light so it's a symbiotic relationship like, the, like we have with the trees on the planet, the relationship that we have with those who have crossed over. If we can see it as, it's not that anybody ever got lost. They just went home. Yeah. And they went home maybe far earlier than we wanted them to. But they're here, 
because we're all one and it's just recycled. So how can we take the love and the beautiful memories and how can we transmute that energy and feel those feelings, not deny them, push them down, eat and, and shop, shop and sleep and no, no, what if we really go in and give that respect and give it space, give it awareness and feed it because that's what feeds them is authentic feeling and love, everything is energy. Yeah, you know, I, I think about celebrations of life, like we have one coming up in this community for Lynn Morse, who died very suddenly. And, and we've all been to celebrations of life, I'm sure, at some point. And it's, I think it's just so much more wonderful than when I was a kid, we just had funerals. And many of you have been to funerals over the year, and it's, and it's really a focus on um, being miserable, you know? I mean, that's my experience of, you know, filtered through my own understanding, I'm sure. But We thought we needed to grieve. We thought it yeah. was proper, and we weren't doing them any respect or justice unless we did that. And yeah. yet, like the new evolution of prayer and religion on the planet, it's, it's not so. Yeah. And, and so I love, I've done many of these celebrations of life and people, are, they are sad and they, they cry, and, but they're also laughing. People are showing pictures and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that one. Where they, you know, they're telling these stories and many of them are stories that, because people know the person from different stages in their lives and it's fun to hear the stories that maybe you've never heard before. It's, it's really a much more integrated way of celebrating the life and the death. And so for each of us, we just have to come to terms with that. And, and it's really important that we, we befriend each other in this process. We need each other, but what we need is we need someone to be present with us in our grieving and not to fix our grieving. Please don't ever say, well, there was a higher plan or something like that. Do not use don't those words. Don't do that way. Be happy. Remember, yeah. Just remember the good times. Yeah. Don't do those things because, A, it's not true, and B, it makes the person really mad and, and feel very alone. Okay? People... People want to come up with a reason, especially, you know, it's one thing if somebody's old and they've been sick for a long time. It's still hard, but at least you say, okay, that their suffering is ended and, and there's a little bit more okayness with it. But when it's something that is sudden and unexpected or the person was really young, then our minds tell us, well, that shouldn't have happened and we're looking for reason and there will never be a reason. This is not in the realm of reason. This is in the realm of soul. And perhaps the soul has a, quote, reason, but it's, it's a different dimension. And you can't, you can't make that make sense to you. So give up on trying to have it make sense and just be present with the feelings. Feeling is healing. In the Chinese, the Greeks, they believed, you know, in many other cultures that repressed 
emotion lodged in the organs and then cause disease, dis-ease. So, you know, can there be a cathartic laughing and crying? Yes. Can, can there be a beautiful release that can out of your body the pain that you've been holding? You know, and how can we do that? Well, sometimes we need each other's help. Sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes there must be a safe environment and your brain must be in that state. So I hope that you will come on Tuesday night and bring others that you know that are dealing with some kind of grief so that they can be part of the friendship that this community creates. Because we all need friends. And we especially need friends at times when we're grieving. So I hope to see you Tuesday. There's one more message that wants to come through. And the ones who love us, they, they, they send an invitation to be childlike again, to, to dance again, to uh, most of us won't be taking out that pogo stick. <laughs> but I'm seeing um, how many of you knew, knew the lemon drop toy around your wrist? And you swirled it around and jumped over the lemon, you know, and, and, and scavenger hunts and, and, and baking Bad, bad things. <laughs> Hang on, there are a couple more. Oh, sledding. You know, you see the little kids at Drake Park. And how about you get on the sled this year? How about you get on at least once? You know, and, 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 and sing terribly in the shower or the car, loudly. You know, so I'm saying, just remember some of the things you used to do and, and that, oh, one day, or oh, I never got to... They say that's one way you can honor them and laugh all the way through it. The worse it tastes, the worse it sounds, the more they're laughing over there and you're charging them. Yeah. <laughs>